0: Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pivot and Thrive. This is your host, Kim Shea. I'm a certified retirement coach. And today is October 14th, 2020, episode seven of season one. And I'm going to be speaking today to Mr. Alan Mindell. And he is an established and published author, a speaker, and an athlete. And I know he's got a very interesting background, too, that you'll enjoy hearing. So please welcome Alan.
1: Thank you very much, Cam.
0: Thank you. Tell us about your background. You've got two books, and then you have a really interesting career that you had before that, that you uh, maybe has done at the same time. But can you tell us about it? Tell us about yourself?
1: Certainly, certainly. Happy to do that. Uh, First of all, uh, I do have two books that have been published, and neither is self-published. They're traditionally published through a, a publisher called Sunbury Press. They're a kind of an independent, smaller, uh, but work closely with authors. Uh, and I have a third book uh, that I'd love to speak with you about that's coming out um, hopefully in the next month or so. We've done pretty wow. much the final editing. Uh, they're going to work on the cover. Uh, and then at that point, uh, we'll be ready to roll. So hopefully within the next month or so, it will be out. And I'd love to speak with, with you about that, but maybe maybe down the line a little bit. Uh, possibly, uh, what your listeners might be most interested in is a talk that I have been doing for actually several years, and there, it's a kind of a direct offshoot of my books. It's called Life Begins at 70. Uh, I love that. I've spoken to a lot of retirement groups, uh, uh, service groups, uh, like Rotary and, and Kiwanis, uh, as well as, uh, even, even a couple of the universities through their OSHA programs have picked it up. Uh, and so it, and, and what's happened since, since what my books have led to is, is almost a whole new profession for me. Unfortunately, right now it's a little bit dormant with COVID, uh, but I hope to get yeah. back up and rolling before, before too long. Um, so, and, and, and if you look back or if I look back, it's almost like I've reinvented myself. Through through what I've been able to, fortunately, do since uh, since I turned seventy, and maybe maybe that would be a good place to start as far as uh, your listeners uh, uh, being interested their, their interest and so on and so forth. Um, the books uh, I needed to do something to promote the books or to help promote the books, uh, and uh, so uh, I came up with a brand that the kind of the books open the door to, uh, called life begins at 70. Uh, and, and you may recall, uh, uh there was an old, an old saying life begins at 40. Uh, mm-hmm. so I've kind of redone that. remade it into good for you. My, yes. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so I did get into motivational speaking with, uh, life begins at 70 uh, and have talked to, as I mentioned, a lot of, uh, organizations, uh, uh, and the variety is, is, is fairly strong, and I've enjoyed that. Um, I've actually gotten into teaching, as I, as I mentioned, because I'm doing regular creative writing workshops. Again, as a result of my, of my books. Uh, in fact, I did one yesterday via Zoom, uh, where uh, there's a, there's a, 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 a group in Carlsbad that I've been doing the workshops for and they insisted on my return. I was very uh, pleased and, and nice. felt very uh, 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 accomplished and proud that they would, that they would uh, solicit me to come back via uh, yeah. by, by Zoom. And so I said, uh, okay, you handle the Zoom and I'll, I'll be happy to, to do it. And so that's what's been going on. And we did our third one yesterday, and uh, and the same students come back, uh, so I'm really pleased with that. And they are very talented. It's wonderful to work with people, seniors who are talented, who are doing anything from memoir uh, to uh, fiction to poetry, uh, and it's a whole, it's a terrific variety. and And they comment on each other's work, and 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 it's a very positive supportive type of situation mm. so uh, i've enjoyed doing that uh, i've actually had the opportunity to teach at a couple of the universities as i mentioned through their osher program uh and 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 since i turned 70 i've become a senior olympian uh
0: that's so cool tell uh, us about that
1: <laughs> happy to uh, and cut me off at any point if I go too Oh, no, no. Tell day. me, tell me. <laughs> uh, well, it came about because because when I turned 70, uh, I decided, you know, I've, I'm in pretty good shape and I've been able to run fairly well through my life. Uh, and so I decided, well, why not give the local senior Olympics an opportunity uh, or give myself an opportunity to, to perform in the local senior Olympics? So, okay, I signed up for two or three running events, and I didn't have proper shoes. I didn't have gym shoes, so I I bought out an old pair because I didn't know what to expect. And so, Mm -hmm. and yes, I did compete, and yes, I was fast enough to to win uh, the four hundred meters, and it inspired me. It and that's a miserable race, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Once around, once around the track. Uh, and it's, you know, you try to go as fast as you can for as long as you can. Uh, but mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to win and that kind of inspired me to get in shape, to get some shoes, proper shoes and, uh, work, you know, work out. And I work out pretty much every day uh, these days running. Uh, and so the next year, uh, I was lucky to win four gold medals. Uh, oh my gosh. In, in the 50, the 100, the 200 and the 400 meters. And uh, it was quite a day and I survived it. Although I have admit, <laughs> I have to admit that there, after a couple of the uh, Olympics and I've been going there for years now, after a couple, I had pulled muscle or this and that mm-hmm. and took some recovery time uh, and, and that sort of thing. So, So it hasn't been all peaches and cream, but it keeps me in shape. It gives me something to do on a daily basis, get out of the house, uh, and have some fun in the process. And I've made some friends during the course of. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it, it's really worked out. Uh, it's never, perfect.
0: And you I, didn't give up. Can no. I just interrupt? You didn't give up. That was the thing because a lot of people yeah. be like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm getting older. I hurt myself. I'm going to stop. And you yeah. didn't stop.
1: No. And and well, that might be because of my lunacy or craziness. I mean, <laughs> I didn't stop. But no, I I did not stop. And in fact, uh, as we talk about my books, one of the main themes is never give up, keep trying. Mm-hmm. Good things can and will happen uh, if you persevere. And so I've kind of used that as a model. Uh, and even my new book coming out, which I think I've shared with you, is fairly X-rated in certain places. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, even that, uh, the couple involved, do not give up uh and and good things happen as a result, consequently. Uh I've also gotten into tour guiding. Um actually uh what I did what I've done in my former life and actually still do uh is I work for a a, a tour company that, that I founded nearly fifty years ago and I continue to work as a consultant uh and sales and that sort of thing. Uh, and so an offshoot, because I always liked guiding tours, was to, with a, with a good friend, formulate a new business, uh, in the San Diego area, where we guide tours locally, uh, uh, to such places as the, as the seven walking bridges, uh, of San Diego, uh, all within, they're all kind of within a, a walking or hiking distance of each other, uh, uh, We've done uh, Barrio Logan, uh, th- things of interest uh, to 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 uh, people that don't come from San Diego uh, itself, and so we've been able to build a nice business uh, with that. Uh, I've also been involved with racehorses, and one of our main tours has been involved with racehorses. Uh, in fact, we've just put together a tour where we're going to go to some rehabilitation centers for for horses, uh, and one of huh. the purposes with 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 one of the rehabilitation centers, or actually maybe both of them, uh, is to help disadvantaged kids or kids with handicaps uh, ride horses and boost their oh, confidence in the process uh, of, of doing that. So that's kind of a thumbnail situation, and as I said, I've more or less been fortunate enough to reinvent myself uh, through and create a whole new profession, uh, which is uh, not terribly money-making. So please don't have your listeners solicit you to, to, to come out and, and, and ask me to make a loan to them because it's not deeply <laughs> money-making, uh, but uh, it's fulfilling. It's fulfilling. And we always include lunch uh, at a nice restaurant, and, and people seem to enjoy it. So that's kind of what I've gotten into, as it as sort of a direct result of my of my books.
0: You're perfect. I mean, you just you're like (laughs) no, no, you're like the perfect retirement role model because you're just doing everything absolutely perfectly. And a lot of people have talked about maybe we should get rid of the word retirement and change it to reinvention because. Ultimately, that is what you do. You reinvent yourselves, and some people, a lot of people, more than used to, are reinventing themselves in a way that's just phenomenal. and they're having a great time and they're fulfilled. and you're doing it all. And then the fact yeah. that you're taking such good care of your health and creating a nice service for so many people, you're serving other people, you're you're just amazing. I admire you tremendously.
1: Well, thank you. and I just met you. <laughs> and thank you. And <laughs> actually, that I mean, you just identify the main impetus for my wanting to do this. So, um, you know, and, and, and and so it's been very rewarding uh, from that standpoint.
0: Uh, The tour guide thing is very interesting to me because you say it's interesting to people who aren't from San Diego. I am a San Diego native. I've been here forever. I don't know what seven bridges you're talking about. (laughs) So I I would see even for locals, it would be valuable to go and experience that.
1: It's true. It's true. Yeah, seven bridges. Uh, and let me see if I can remember their names. Okay. And, and, okay. and I always test the group afterwards. Name all <laughs> seven. Okay. And, uh-huh. and a lot of times it's in a, with a retirement group, uh, with on their bus and I'll get on their bus and use their mic and, and that sort I of see. thing. And the seven are the Vermont Street Bridge, uh, the, Georgia Street Bridge, which has been under, and I won't test you, Kim, afterwards, so don't worry. Uh, uh, the Georgia Street Bridge, uh, which has been in construction for years and years and finally finished. And in fact, and in fact, during one tour, I was all set to do the detour that we had been doing and they finished it. And, and, and so we just rolled right across and, and the person who was the most surprised was me. They finished it after all these years and so and so forth. There's a Rose Garden Bridge. Uh, there's the Cabrillo Bridge, which, uh, which exits, um, exits, uh, Balboa Park. Uh, Good. there is the, uh, Laurel Bridge.
0: I know that one.
1: Good. And then there's the Quinn Street Bridge, which is the wooden bridge that you can see from First Avenue as you, as you continue on. Okay. And the one I've that's that. most okay. appealing is the Walking bridge at, Stru- at Spruce Street, the Spruce Street uh, walking bridge, suspension bridge, and a lot of my people, uh, and I don't do this, but a lot of my people get out of off the bus and insist that they're going to walk across the bridge. And so far, we haven't lost anybody, which is which is <laughs> always, worth always worth. a good
0: sign. <laughs>
1: really, really. So, but anyway, that's 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 that particular tour, and ah, we try thank to, you. we try to include other attractions um, that would be of interest, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, my good friend uh, does a wonderful tour of, of, uh, of um, in San Diego, the, uh, I'm having a senior moment, forgive me, but um, the Barrio Logan, Barrio Logan with the, with the murals. And people are amazed oh. at the beautiful murals. And, and, of course, that's a work in progress. It changes from, from time to time. Uh, occasionally there'll be uh, damage done to one of the murals and then they'll be re- mm. redo it, that sort of thing. So anyway, so that's a lot of fun. We, we really enjoy doing that.
0: So. Sounds great. I'm, I'm going to take these tours because they just sound really interesting.
1: Please, please. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And we'll put information in the show notes about how, how people can find out about these in case they want to sign up.
1: Great. Thank you. Okay. Uh, usually right. it's a group type situation. Okay. Uh, it's usually that where where and and, and they'll organize the bus, uh, type situation. Like for example, a retirement community, or we're working for several tour companies in the L.A. area, as well. And they'll they'll charter the bus and hire us as tour guides, uh, and we'll include lunch, as I said, and and of thing. All
0: right, I'll figure something out.
1: Please, please, please. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Maybe
0: through my podcast or something, we'll do something. Okay, thank you. That would be fun. That would be great. Yeah. All right, so tell me about, um, do you want to tell us about the horses? Do you want to go on to your books? What would you like to talk Uh, about? Well. It's all interesting.
1: Okay. Um, Currently, I own pieces of of two or three horses. And actually, for years and years, I've been involved with race horses. either as owning or breeding. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and, and what I've done, and, and by the way, I met, met your, your good friend Alicia, uh, uh-huh. and she went on one of my tours uh, in the morning oh. uh, to Del Mar. We do a stable area tour. Early morning, everybody gets up at 7 o'clock in the morning or before and meets us at 7 o'clock at the fish market across the street from, mm-hmm. from the entrance to the, to the stable area. We walk into the stable area. I usually get a trainer or two to talk to us, maybe a jockey if we're lucky. Uh, uh, horses uh, will talk to us, too. We'll take some pictures oh, of horses nice. and so on and so forth. Uh, in fact, my good friend, believe it or not, she and I have written a story about horses talking or a particular horse that talks. Uh, really? Not Mr. Ed, not Mr. Ed. Uh, <laughs> and whether this takes place in the mind of the young boy who's involved, who's the main character, whether it takes place in his mind exclusively or whether the horse actually talks, we don't know. Uh, through the story, mm. we assume. I mean, the, the reader can assume whatever whatever they want. And this is an offshoot of one of my novels, uh, uh, the B Team, which is about horse racing. So, as I said, for years I've been involved with with racehorses. Uh, I had a terrific time, uh, not this last summer, but the summer before this, with a horse that that uh, that I claimed. Bought uh, at Golden Gate Fields in Northern California, and the horse uh, got good enough that I could bring her down to Del Mar, and 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 that was that was absolutely thrilling for me, because not only did I get to pretend, and I'll tell you a little bit about my fantasies and how and how my fantasies led to. Both both novels that I that are, that are out and published, uh, okay. But I'll do that in a while if if you'll remind me. Uh, but in the meantime, in the meantime, I'll tell you about that wonderful summer, summer that I had uh, with the horse that I brought down, uh, and 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 went to see her every day, pretended I was training her. Uh, I don't know the first thing about training a racehorse, mm. to tell you the truth. But I got to pretend as though I was training her, uh, because we go out of the we go to the track every day and, and 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 that sort of thing. And it came time for her first race, and she finished next to last. Uh, wow. And my trainer's, who's who's who is a professional trainer, uh, said you know, I can't take your money for, her. we need to, we need to send her away. I think she overheard us uh, and maybe got a little bit angry or a little bit niffed. with that a whole idea. Uh, I said, let's try her one more time. Uh, and so we picked out a race where we, where we thought she would have some kind of a chance. She went wire to wire that day. In other words, she went, you know, led all the way, Ended up winning. We wound up in the winner's circle. It was, it was thrilling,
0: nice.
1: and she, she winked at me and said, um, "I'm a California girl. You keep me here, okay? I Aww. like it here." And so, nice. and so, I'm I'm kind of augmenting. Forgive me for taking writer's license, but I'm kind of augmenting what really happened. But really, it was thrilling to you know just, just to participate with her uh, and, and that and that sort of thing. So it kind of gives a little history to to uh, uh my racehorse career. Uh I have a tendency to love the horses and maybe even mm-hmm. overlove them. Uh that sort of thing. But uh, regardless uh, uh that's that that that's that's my situation regarding horses.
0: I like that. So do you feel do you feel a spiritual connection with them or
1: You know, know, that's a that's a good question, because the very first time I went back to the stable area, I can remember this was at Hollywood Park, which is no longer in existence uh, in L.A. That was about 40 years ago. And I can remember going back to the stable area uh, after a race. And I felt there was kind of a spiritual thing involved. And and yes, uh, I would agree that there is a spiritual connection. but I try not to get too carried away with that because, after all, it's a business and it costs mm. money, and so yeah. and so I try to be realistic about about things. So okay, uh,
0: that's interesting. That's interesting. So why don't you tell us about your books then?
1: Okay, thanks. Uh, okay, uh, the two books, the two books uh, that that are, are published are both sports related. Uh, one is about baseball and, uh, it's, it's, uh, about a knuckleballing relief pitcher who spends 15 years in the minor leagues, is close to giving up. Okay. This is where the theme of don't give up comes in. Uh, close to giving up. He finally gets a break, uh, gets an opportunity to finally pitch in the majors. Uh, it has success. And more importantly, he meets uh, a woman and her three kids in the process. Uh, and, and that's where the love story comes in. And who ever heard of a baseball book without a love story? Mm-hmm. So it's called The Closer. Uh, that's the name of the book. Uh, closer meaning, uh, meaning a, a relief pitcher who comes in uh, late in the game and closes the game down and, win- and, 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 and the team wins the game. And so, uh, but, but the key thing was discovering meaning in life, uh, beyond baseball, uh, because he took on the role of being the closer, not only in baseball, but that was the role that he adopted as far as, uh, this woman and the three kids and so on and so forth. Wow. And so at one point she accuses him of being the closer in life more so than in baseball. So that's, that's, and that was the first book that was published. Uh, and I was a little lucky to get it published because I, I decided I wasn't going to self-publish. Uh, so I really focused on trying to sell the, the books. Uh, and, and at that time, the knuckleball was very much in vogue. It's a type of a pitch. Uh, I don't know whether you, whether you know how it's, what it, what it does, Kim, but I, I was doing a, uh, a book talk recently and one of the ladies that was, and this was by zoom. One of the ladies showed me how the knuckleball was w- how you grip it and what it does and so on and so forth. And so uh, I
0: had to ask somebody. So if you wouldn't mind telling us what it is, that would be helpful to some people. I'm sure.
1: Sure. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird pitch because uh, you grip it uh, with often with two fingers uh, and it, it, the, 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 you'll see knuckleball pitchers filing their nails often because they'll dig their nails into the seams, and with uh, the, uh, the with the way the ball is is configured, uh, wind currents and air currents will will affect it so that it jumps all over the place. Most catchers do not like catching knuckleball pitchers because mm. they can't. I mean, the ball uh. goes all over the place, and 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 it's it's a hard pitch to control, and so if if the pitcher can master the control aspect of it, he can have a successful pitch. Uh, okay. There have been several known knuckleball pitchers, uh, and including the, the the person that I sort of patterned the closer after, a fellow by the name of R. A. Dickey, who won the Cy Young Award, which is the award for uh, the best pitcher in one of the leagues. Uh, and so he won the – and he's the only knuckleball pitcher to ever win the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he did it at the right time as far as I was concerned because I had several offers uh, for the closure. And it did better mm-hmm. than expected uh, with the result that that the next book, which is about horse racing – uh, it called the B Team. Uh, it, it, it got off to a nice start as well. Uh, the B Team is about a one-eyed racehorse, uh, who winds up running in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, five, seven different people, all at different stages in their lives. One person was 83, uh, ranging down to, uh, a, a boy who is, as I recall, age nine, uh, they all get together and they claim a horse at Santa Anita or they buy a horse at Santa Anita. Uh, and under their direction, the horse gets good and winds up actually running in the Kentucky Derby, so, mm-hmm. which is an utter and complete fantasy of mine. Uh, yeah. Training race horses is a fantasy. Uh, uh, so uh, it, it, I'll never be a trainer, but I can be a trainer through my book. And that's what I kind of created. The main character is a racehorse trainer. Uh, his name is Corey, and 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 he lives out my fantasy, you might say, of uh, competing in the Kentucky Derby. I won't tell you how he did, um, okay. although he did not. I'm gonna embarrass, have to read it. He did not embarrass himself. Uh, <sighs> he was, you know, I'll tell you that. Uh, and, okay. uh, and out of that book. Because there was a, a connection between the one-eyed horse and the boy who has only one-sided eye. The nine-year-old has only one-sided eye. Out of that, we created a short story, which will be the next book to be published after okay. after San Francisco's story. So that's kind of the background on, on the books that have been published. Now, if I can tell you about San Francisco's story, if you don't mind. please.
0: please. You, I would love to hear.
1: Thank you. If you don't mind, I, I would like to read uh, this because I, I wrote it out. Uh, so okay. that's okay with you. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Stanton has a big problem. He cannot control his impulses towards sex. This is where the X-rated part comes in. Okay. As All a result, right. he has lost his wife and two teenage daughters in L.A. He decides to move to San Francisco to start a new life. But predictably, he falls into the same compulsive habits. In the process of nocturnal escapades, he meets Christina Lambeau, who is living virtually on the streets of San Francisco. It's pretty gritty, uh, the the story. Uh, Okay. uh, She too has a big problem. She's addicted to crack cocaine. Daniel quickly falls for her because she is attractive, right, youthful. And not yet hardened to life on the streets, but what is important is that he sees in her, no doubt foolishly, a vehicle toward a new life. The staple of their early relationship is playing Scrabble in inexpensive hotel rooms. For her, for her part, she's a believer in reincarnation, not as a religion per se, but because she feels awful about the failure of her life. She sees reincarnation as a means to eventually get things right. Mm. Unfortunately for the two of them, the novel is set in the late 1980s, an era dominated by the AIDS virus. They both fall victim to the disease, but they do have a child, Rebecca, who is talented well beyond her years. She takes over Christina's mission of exploring AIDS and is instrumental in improving the fate of AIDS victims. In the end, she gets things right for Christina. Why did I write this novel? I I, I I kind of carry on because I was anticipating that you might ask that question.
0: Yeah, once I got over the goosebumps, that would have been my next question. <laughs>
1: and and <laughs> by like, the way, it gives me
0: chills. I
1: by the way, I might mention that, and thanks for your reaction. I might mention that that if somebody doesn't want to read the X-rated parts, they can pass over them and move mm-hmm. parts two and part three. Pick up the story then. And at that point, the story does become, I would say, heartwarming, Uh, if not sad in in, in, in a definite way, but heartwarming in the process. Uh, I wanted to to add to my repertoire of novels. I wanted to do something different than the two sports novels that Mm. I'd written. Uh, And I wanted variance in my writing career. San Francisco Story gave me the opportunity to write both in third person narrative and in and, and, and first person narrative via Tara, one of Daniel's LA daughters, who completes the story. Okay. To add to my writing variants, my next books to be published will contain animal-related children's stories. Also, I have written screenplays for each of my books. So, as you can see, I'm kind of a dreamer. I'm kind of a dreamer. In fact, not kind of, but definitely a dreamer uh, with the hopes of, of something big happening. Uh, but the, it's not the idea that it will happen or even the hope that it will happen, but it's to kind of carry on uh, and, and try to make good things happen, which kind of fits my theme with uh, with uh, life begins at 70. Mm. So.
0: I'm, I'm almost speechless. I hate it when people say that because then they just keep talking, but, um, please the, the book is so your other books just sound very heartwarming. And like, I could totally see both of those as movies. They both sound wonderful. This one does too, but it's just so complicated, the characters. And it's, it's so impressive that you wrote that and thought about all that. And it's just a lot of work. It's just, how did you even come up with this whole story?
1: Um, well, it's, it's been germinating for years and I have to admit that this particular novel, uh, was the first one that I had started about 20 years ago.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And it's, it's gone through several transitions, um, to very much include reincarnation. It was actually a subject that I wanted to include in, in, uh, in, in the closer, um, because there's a kind of a sad connection there. so I did want to, but I couldn't do it. didn't feel organic or natural. So I, I put it on hold and and it did feel the right thing to do with San Francisco's story. And so that's mm-hmm. where that that's where that that came about. Um, how I thought of it, I you know, I mean, how does any writer how does any writer come up with what they come up with? Uh, and, and I can't answer that question. What amazes me about San Francisco's story, though, in rereading it and redoing it and so on and so forth, is the synchronicity involved where almost without intent, uh, one thing leads to another. Uh, and there's a connection. And you mentioned spiritual a while back. It feels very spiritual to me. Mm-hmm. And, and just, yeah. just the synchronicity of how things came about—just almost by accident—they came about, and yet they came about. There is a reason for for everything. Um, yes, and and so and so, yeah, there there definitely is spirituality involved with that. You seem to be you seem to be spiritually inclined yourself. Yes, Terrific.
0: yes, yes. I I am involved in another podcast that is about. Uh, alternative and integrative medicine and we talk a lot about spirituality and 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 i learn a lot from a lot of people it's really a great opportunity but i just sensed that about you while i was talking to you with the things that you said so i I add such a dimension to your work and i'm very excited to read this story and i think I'm, i'm already in love with the the crack addicted uh, mother, I think yeah. she just sounds like a really interesting person, and you know, because a lot of times you think, well, there's a crack addict on the streets. Right. Well, that's all there right. is to right. them, right. but there's right. everybody has so much more going on, and I'm so, I'm so fascinated that you have gone into these multiple levels on your characters to really get to know them and Thank you. make them seem like they're very likable characters. Well, in, with all their flaws, yeah, very well, likable.
1: Well, with Christina, I actually fell in love with her. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean that got that kind of you know, um and, and the way I put it, um uh, uh in terms of in terms of well, how did you get involved with writing? What keeps you going? So very simple. My answer is very simple. Their lives are much more interesting than mine, and I'd rather yeah. go with them every day and see what they're gonna do. Okay, huh. Christina, I didn't know what she was gonna do. She just did things and, and kind of see to the pants type type situation. And so she was a lot of fun to to write. Uh, uh, I love the dialogue that I was able to create uh, through Mm -hmm. her. And I have to warn readers that she doesn't mince words when it comes to, uh, you know, if she says uh, uh, the F word or this and that, it's okay. All right. That's what she, because that's part of her character. And at one point she- At one point, she apologizes. Uh, why should you like me? Because, you know, I do all this swearing, okay? And, and so at that point on, from that point on, she stopped swearing. So, and, and whether that was, that was synchronized, uh, you know, whatever, I, I don't know, you know, but, but at that, from that point on, she stopped swearing. And, hmm. you know, so, so anyway, and why things happen, how they happen. Uh, and that's the beauty of writing, Kim. That is the beauty of writing is that, and, and yeah, you can delve into your own past, and yeah, you can fall in love with your characters, and yeah, you can have fun, uh, with the characters. And, and, uh, uh my friend and I had a lot of fun with One Eyed Pals. We would laugh out loud with some of the things we were able to create. Yeah. Uh, because they just, you know, they just sort of, um happened and uh you know and 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 we created our own world you might say and that's that's kind of the fun the fun in writing so yeah uh, but it
0: sounds so inspired
1: thank you and, and and thanks for your wonderful questions and 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 for your pursuit of of of, of spirituality so
0: Oh, absolutely. It's it's very interesting to talk to you about this. And I also like the fact that your book is X-rated, even though I haven't read it yet. I like the fact that, and I'll tell you why, because a lot of times people assume that once you hit like 50, that there's no interest in sex or anything like that. You just sit around with your little dinner. You go to dinner at five o'clock to get the early bird special. And that's pretty <laughs> much it for you for the rest of the day. And you know, it's not. And I remember when I was dating my boyfriend and my son said to me, well, whenever you two go make out or whatever it is, old people do. <laughs> I thought, you have no clue. It's none of that stuff dies. And I really like that you have, first of all, you 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 keep reinventing yourself. That's what I'm picking up here is you keep going for something new and you keep pushing yourself to try new things, which is so admirable. Thank and you. then you've gone into this area, which a lot of people would make the assumption if they're younger, that that isn't an area that you should touch. Right. But you did, and I'm very, very eager to read your book when it comes out. Thank to you,
1: thank you. I will see to it that you get a that you get a, a an autograph. So I'll one.
0: buy, one. I'll buy one. Thank you so thank much, you. and I'll come find you to get an autograph. Yes. But thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I do have some questions please, for you, please. Uh, so, for somebody who is getting ready to retire and they're thinking about writing, do you have any advice for them?
1: Yeah, in fact, I deal with this uh, regularly at my creative writing workshops. You know, uh, trying to get them over the hump to, to actually start writing. And uh, I, I'm a great believer in just writing. Uh, and, and, and if somebody wants to write fiction and they don't know how to go about it, uh, I simply tell them, why don't you start with, with an event in your life that did not work out well, uh, mm. and we create it so that it works out much better. Uh, and, and, and I give kind of a formula, simple formula for how to get close to your characters as you're writing. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and I quoted it yesterday because my students were kind of getting away from the basics, or you know, the basis. And so I have four D's and I the reason I do that is because then I can remember hopefully what they are and an E. These are description, dialogue, direction, and drama. If you can create that, those items in, in a scene or in the book, uh, I mean, that's what you're kind of shooting for. And then the E part is emotion. Uh, if you can inject some emotion, uh, uh, a lot of my students have trouble uh, because they don't want to personalize things. They don't want to put themselves in it, and mm. we try to encourage people to put themselves in their writing. How do they feel about something? This happened. Well, how did your character feel about it? Uh, type uh, type thing. People typically are afraid of dialogue. In fact, I dealt with this again yesterday. Uh, one of the one of the one of the students uh, was reciting. Uh, a passage uh, and what absolutely stood up to all of us was the dialogue that she did. There was just one paragraph of dialogue, but it was right on and it really hit the spot. Mm-hmm. And so, and so uh, just keep in mind who the character is in Christina's case, she was living on the streets. She's got to be tough and, and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so swearing is okay. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. part of who she is. Uh, uh, Daniel, her, her co-conspirator, as it were, uh, doesn't swear at all. He comes from a different background. And so if we, re- if writers will, will, uh, stick to their character and keep, keep whatever they say, the dialogue within the scope of their character, that can be very, very helpful. And dialogue's fun. But to me, it's, it's, it's much easier than writing a long description of something. I don't like to write descriptions, to tell you the truth. Uh, uh, yes, there are sex scenes in San Francisco' story. Yes, there was actually a sex scene in the B team. Yes, there was a sex scene in the closure because I felt as though it had to be. you know there, I had to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, uh not from any moral standpoint, but just from a writing standpoint. A description is mm-hmm. not is not my strong point, but I forced myself to do it. And I think all three scenes came out all with all three books came out naturally and and effectively. And besides, it had to be done because otherwise uh, the the love story wouldn't have been believable. Um, okay. You know, it came down, it came down. Uh, I don't believe in gratuitous, uh, you know, sex just for the sake of sex, for example. Uh, I don't believe in violence, um, uh, for the sake of violence. Um, and, and, and San Francisco story, I'll be quick to say, yes, it is X-rated, but it's not pornographic. And there's, there's a difference, a, a strong difference. It's not just sex for the sake of sex or, or being graphic just for the sake of being graphic, but it fit the, what was going on. And I'm a great believer also, and I tell my students this all the time as well, uh, show, don't tell. In other words, show us what's going on with the character. Don't just tell us. Telling us keeps it at a distance. Uh, if you show, uh, then we can see what they're going through, how how the scene plays out, that sort of thing.
0: So. Okay. Wow. So where can they take your class? Do, is that information that we can share uh, well, in the actually, show notes?
1: Actually, truth be, uh, I started doing classes at, uh, at the YMCA in Encinitas. Uh, that's where I got started doing creative writing workshops. Uh, and so people could have joined there. Uh, I don't think it cost, would cost anything. So on and so forth. Typically what I'm doing now is workshops, uh, through retirement communities and they hire okay. me to do it. Uh, I've had as many as six or seven hiring me at the, at the same time where I would go place to place, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, and sometimes it's hard to, to get enough people at a retirement community uh, to, to participate. I have had outsiders come in uh, because we didn't have enough necessarily, and they have come mm-hmm. in and participated, and that's, and that's worked out. One of the places that, that I've worked at, uh, the students, the, the participants were having trouble. The residents were having trouble. Uh, they didn't want to write. Because it was hard for them, they couldn't see, they couldn't hold a pen, pencil, uh, they couldn't, uh, you know. So we ended up uh, with a with with a a, a, a side program called uh, called uh, storytelling with Alan, and that worked out really, really well. They felt comfortable, uh, and they would they would give us stories about the depression, about uh, about life in Bakersfield during the, you know, during the um, uh, the, the the John Steinbeck days and, and, and so on and so forth. And so that that was inspiring. And I, I loved what okay. they, what they came up with. And so there's a, there's just a wealth of, of information obviously, because, because people living in retirement communities uh, have all this background and, mm-hmm. and, and there is definitely a place for, uh, for nostalgia, you know, I mean, the nostalgia is, is, I mean, we are, because we're living longer. We all relate to nostalgia, and and, yeah. and 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 if we can create it uh, as writers or as participants, it, it's wonderful. So
0: that's quite a gift you're giving to everybody with you. your time thank to you. do that to help people tell their stories, the stories you. that people leave behind or share with their family or friends. The world is so beneficial to everybody, and I think that's something that. A lot of people are realizing that stories are so valuable. And it's nice you're helping people to continue telling them or to write them.
1: Well said. And thank you for, for that.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to ask you about your exercise. So, uh, so you've been exercising. You keep pushing yourself. And you get so much out of it. Is that something that you would recommend? Like, let's say somebody couldn't be a runner, but they could do something Else, uh, you know, maybe even chair exercises. Is that something that you would be a proponent
1: absolutely. of? Absolutely, absolutely, it's absolutely. It's been proven that that uh, to uh, to offset uh, the uh, Alzheimer's disease, that exercise helps mm-hmm. keep the brain going, keep keep yourself active. Absolutely, without question. Whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, I don't advocate doing things that you know that you just don't enjoy. But I would say that if you're comfortable doing something and like to do it and feel good afterwards, then 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 do it. Start out slow though. I mean, do start out slow. don't 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 you don't run a, don't run five miles the first time you start running. Um, and I'm a sprinter, and i I kid that I'm a little bit lazy. I like to get over with quickly. and so what I do is win sprints. that's that's my primary. Exercise and it keeps me in, in good shape, keeps my running effective. Although I have admittedly have slowed down a little bit, uh, but I guess that's to be that's to be expected. Uh, and 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 it doesn't matter because I mean, activity is what counts. And so, and so if there's a, if there is something a goal in mind, great. And even if there isn't a goal in mind, just the idea of, of, of doing something, even if it's just walking uh you know and then and, and I shouldn't say even walking or just walking, but mm-hmm. just walking is good, and so get out in the world and and uh, you know even though it's a little difficult these days, wear a mask um mm-hmm. and 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 try to get out so but my 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 i because because I've stopped going to gyms during during covid my main activity is running I was going okay. to to gym and 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 riding the extra extra bike exercise bike, and it, and those are not difficult to to acquire. If somebody doesn't want to go to a gym, and pick up a used one, whatever, and uh, you know, and, and 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 exercise with it. So, but uh, but again, start slow. Don't don't extend yourself to begin with, and then build up from there.
0: Good advice. Thank you. Okay. Well. Alan Mandel, thank you so much for your time. I I meant it. You are a role model for how to retire. You're doing it really well. And I'm very anxious to share your books with everybody in the show notes and also to read them and get back to you on that. But I appreciate your taking the time today to come and talk to us.
1: Kim, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: It has been. And we'll keep in touch.
1: Please, anytime.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to this latest version of Pivot and Thrive. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you have some things to take away, some thoughts that you can use to apply towards bettering your own retirement. Do you need any help with your retirement, whether you have started or if it's something that's in your rearview mirror, I'm happy to help you out. I am a certified retirement coach and I'd love to talk to you about how to make your experience in retirement more meaningful and fulfilling for you on a daily basis. Do you know anybody you think I should be interviewing on this podcast? If you know someone who's really hitting it out of the park in their retirement years where they've had to overcome some particularly interesting challenges to get where they are at this point in their lives, I'd love to talk to them. You can contact me on the homepage of my website, scroll all the way down to the bottom where it says, contact me. And that's how you can get me the information. The address for my website is retirementpurposecoach.com. I'd like to extend a special thank you to Bokua and Wizzy2K for allowing me to use their song, Will You Stay With Me? And the link for that song is in the show notes of this podcast you could go look them up. They've got some really great music. This has been Kim Shea with Pivot and Thrive. And thank you for spending your time with me. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Be sure to live your life with purpose every day, and you'll find that you're much happier.